Welcome everyone to this episode of the Pacino Report. Now you may think my voice is a little bit higher this week and that's because this is Andra <laughs> and Manuel. We've been set free without Dave and without Stu. So we're pretty much like two naughty children without any parents to make sure we're doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we got rid of these two. Yeah, they were too serious. No, <laughs> they're busy, busy men, and we were too excited to record tonight. So you're stuck with the two of us. Um, so there's no one here to keep us on track. Excuse the pun. That was my joke for the day. Um, tonight we're going to talk about uh, how we've been questioning what MotoGP 2020 was going to be like. For me personally, I've been so excited because this is my introduction into MotoGP. So I'm like a fat kid in a cake shop. I'm absolutely blown away and don't know if this is normal, if this is not normal. But I I'm, don't know how I'm going to wait. Is it two weeks till the next race? Forget about normal life. I just want this to keep ticking along. But anyway, Manuel, you're the one with all the information. Well, uh, yes, I have to say, I have to say, Andra, that I am almost as exciting as you are because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the start of the season has been simply amazing, right? It's crazy. Uh, yeah, just a few, a few weeks ago, we asked ourselves, we wanted to know and we wondered how would this uh, championship look like with all this situation we are in. Uh-huh. And now we have we have the answer, right? The, the championship is simply amazing. It's absolutely different from what we had in the past. So no one could predict it, could they? And even even with my knowledge, and I don't understand any of the mechanical side, but from my observation, what you guys have taught me over the last few months is, you know, you've got your better bikes, you've got your factory bikes, you've got your great riders. But all I've seen so far in these last two races is there's a big mix. There's not any huge, like some of the other bikes are doing better and some of the riders we weren't expecting to are doing well. Half of them are falling off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. The situation is, uh, what, what we said is absolutely crazy. Yes, it's uh, abnormal, let's say, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think we should start with the conclusions uh, of the of these first two Grand Prix, right? Because... yep. Uh, there is a special situation that the races have been uh, have been done in the same circuit and the same scenario within uh, one week. So mm-hmm. this is a situation absolutely new. And as we predicted, not because we are more clever than the rest, but probably because we are older, is... <laughs> <laughs> Speak for you guys. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm older it's, than Rossi. I am. I am. Um, I am. Uh, how would I say? I am uh, proud of <laughs> because what we predicted is may more or less happen. Okay, because the, mm-hmm. the question the question we put on the table before the start was who was going to benefit this double Grand Prix? Okay, to yep. whom? And uh, we said that we foresaw that it would help uh, those who need more time to get the speed on the bike. And these Mm -hmm. obviously are the rookies and riders who need this time. And one of these riders was Valentino Rossi. Mm -hmm. Because he has uh, starting the season with a new new, uh, crew and Valentino needs more time to get the bikes correctly set up. And this is exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, We have seen... You know, this surprise of seeing uh, rookies in front, riders who shouldn't be in the front, mm-hmm. I think they are there or they have been there because they have had a long period to set up the bike. 
did when you talk about the bikes i know we were joking and discussing about in that off period that they do a lot of the development on the bikes so was that unable to happen leading up to this obviously because of the coronavirus so that there's not been a lot of modifications has that affected things yes uh there has been modification uh, regarding last year's bike for of course mm-hmm. Uh, on all of them but the biggest change has been the tires right the Mm -hmm. the rear tire of michelin that seems to have uh, completely changed the behavior of some of the bike and this and because of this uh, coronavirus lockdown uh, engineers and probably riders have not have the time to adapt themselves to this new important part that are the mm-hmm. tires and this uh, they have been some some brands we are going through everything what happened in in Jerez we will see yep. that in some brands this has been the key point for their performance low performance i would say yeah is the temperature on the track normal for when they race or is it is this different is this hotter than normal no the the, the normal no the, i think uh, when valentino who is the most experienced rider said that it has been the toughest, the most uh, radical race he has ever raced in terms mm. of of uh, temperature. I know that I know that in Australia, um, forty degrees are sometimes like uh, normal, no. But here at the track, there was forty degrees air temperature, sixty degrees the ground, mm. and we we saw that this has affected also the riders' performance who finished. The riders finished the races completely exhausted. Yeah, they were saying yesterday, like just that hot air that they'd be brewing. I can't even comprehend how tough it must be. Yeah. yeah they're and, not getting and, sort and, of any relief from it. Exactly. We saw we saw some images of, for example, Maverick Vinales riding behind Valentino Rossi. At a certain point, he just get, he went out of the slipstream. And it yeah. was basically to get fresh air. Oh, it was okay. terrible. And yep. Dovizioso, for example, in the race before, after the Spanish Grand Prix, he said that he just couldn't celebrate his podium because he had no energy anymore. So it has been terrible, yep. terrible. So there must have been some cool air pocket on turn nine because so many people seem to be falling off the track. Were they looking for that cool air? For some yes, it, all through Moto2, even t- turn nine, everyone was sliding out. Yeah, look, they, it's, it's interesting and... Um, People who are not much into racing, for them it's hard to understand. If mm-hmm. if if in MotoGP especially, a rider slipstreams somebody, right? And this hot condition, the tire, as it doesn't get fresh air, oh, the tire yeah. starts, the air in the tire starts to um, increase Expand the temperature. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this makes the, the more pressure in the tire and it changes completely. So there are yeah. times that even the riders have to slow down just mm. to cool the tire, you know? I wouldn't have even thought of that. I'm no, glad you mentioned that. It's super complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. because MotoGP, Andra, you have to think that it's the most radical um, motorcycling, you know? So mm. everything everything in MotoGP is absolutely at the limit. And things and like that. such a fine science. Yeah. Wow. Is it going to be a similar issue we're going to see or they're going to be working it out over these couple of races? What they no, can no, do no, better, no. Obviously? but uh, working out is not, I think it's not the, the right way to put it because uh, the engineers, tire engineers have uh, done a fantastic job in Jerez. Look, the best mm-hmm. thing we can say, and I have to tell you that I wrote this morning to um, my friend uh, from Michelin, the engineer in charge of the racing tires, to congratulate him. 
because mm -hmm. the tires have not been an issue during the weekend. We haven't seen riders complaining. We haven't seen, you know, big problems. This means that they have done a good job. Yeah, when, the, yeah, yeah. when the tires come out as an issue, it's mm -hmm. because they are, there are a problem. And in this case, yeah. obviously, they were at the limit. And But Michelin, how the French say, chapeau, have mm -hmm. done a very good job. Yep, yep. I may be jumping here, but I'm still dumbfounded. At, what was it? 14 riders finished the race yesterday. Yes. This is again, Surely this you don't is, lose that many. This is uh, the radical conditions mm -hmm. in which the race happened. And, Andra, the comeback after the... Uh, lockdown and a long period without performing mm -hmm. that the riders are not used to. They have yeah, we probably, talked about the other week. Yeah, they have been probably anxious. They have taken decision not so with so clear minded that, as usual. It has been a very tough race, yes. Fourteen riders at the end, I think started twenty two. That's mm. not that's not normal, obviously. They were dropping off like flies. Is that an Australian term? Dropping like flies? Well, Have you heard I that? Think, I, yeah, yeah. I think we understand. Flies are the same everywhere. <laughs> you know? They're annoying everywhere. Yeah, even here in Spain, yes. <laughs> so who were the big guns for these first couple of races? Well, I, I, I return the question to you. <laughs> for a newcomer like you, who were, mm -hmm. who were the, how do you say, protagonists? The, yeah. yeah, the main yeah, guys. Yeah. In your opinion, which... Um, uh, you were more impressed, or which one would you say, wow, th this one did very well? Well, see, it's going to be a boring answer probably because it's going to be like Quattararo, but then he's won, the, he's won the only two races I've ever watched. But he's clearly been such a standout. Um, I don't know, we probably won't talk a lot about Mark Marquez because everyone's talking about him, but having him there, I'm, I'm curious how different it would have been. Definitely Maverick yesterday, I watched him sitting behind Rossi and I was thinking, you know, how frustrated must he be because it's like he was being held up and then he dropped back to six and then he, you know, something switched on again and off he went. He probably, he was definitely the standout for me yesterday. Well, yes, you're, yeah. Hmm. I th if you were, you have choose one of them. Or Maverick, because Fabio yesterday just got a clean run and off he went, didn't he? He didn't have to really fight against anyone. He just had to stay on. It's and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you know, <laughs> Maverick had to fight. He had to get past Rossi, and yeah, well, it's it's interesting your point of view because if I do a list of the pos the pros or the positive and the negatives of that Grand Prix, I would rather put uh, Maverick in the list of the negatives. But you oh. saw, yeah, you saw him positive. That's interesting. That's so interesting. why why negative? Because I'm very curious. Yeah, look, Maverick, uh, he did two mistakes in these two Grand Prix. The first one we spoke is about. One of them, is one of him, that one, the video you sent of him going to get on Rossi's bike and it wasn't oh, his yeah, bike. That was <laughs> <laughs> I think for the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners, Manuel sent a video and it shows Maverick, he goes to get on. There was, a, there was three bikes, wasn't there? Yeah, he jumps, oh, he he jumps out uh, off one of his bikes and, oh, yep. and then he, he misses where... He is, he's, and he's, he walks <laughs> in the garage of Valentino Rossi to pick. To <laughs> goes to get on his bike, and the guy's like, no, this is Rossi's. Your bike's over there. <laughs> so there's but number one mistake. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. It was hot. They're probably a bit delirious. Yeah, yeah well, but no, coming, coming back to, to Vinales, look, Vinales had the big opportunity to uh, win that races without Marc Marquez, okay? Then mm -hmm. he did a big mistake gambling on the front tire in the first race in Yeah, yep. Spain. even that was obvious to me as a rookie. And in here, in this second Grand Prix, he did a mistake again just at the beginning of the race, trying mm -hmm. to 
overtake uh, Quartararo, who was riding in front of him, mm -hmm. without being prepared. So it happened, okay. I don't remember, it happened very at the beginning of the race, mm -hmm. right? Very early. Yep. So he tried, he missed the braking, and he was yep. overtaken by Valentino Rossi. Uh -huh. there, there, his chances to win the race finished. So he threw away almost immediately his chances. Mm -hmm. He didn't He didn't. Was it manage. like he just didn't, because I don't understand that, but from what I saw and my observation was that he kind of halved it and didn't quite, not that he didn't commit, but he just didn't have a clear way that he wanted to get through or? Yes, I think he was, he was uh, not lucid enough. Okay. Yep, yep, because yep. he, he did the move when he was not ready. You know, yeah, he was probably like, oh, hang on, I've got a chance now without being sort of prepared. Yeah, no, no, because he, uh, after the race, he said that he needed to get in front because riding behind another rider, the mm -hmm. front tire gets uh, too hot and so and so and so on. But yeah. you are an experienced rider. You cannot m do a move without having a big percentage of doing right. And he missed again. Yeah. Okay. And then... As you said, he he was overtaken by by Valentino, and mm -hmm. then he fell back to fifth or sixth position. Yeah, sixth, I think he was for a little while. So, and then he came back, and he he was lucky enough that uh, two riders who uh, which overtook him crashed. Oh yeah, Jack Miller was one, and Quartararo broke the engine. Uh, Quartararo, uh, no, sorry, uh, Bagnaia, yes. the, du the Ducati engine. So he was look. If I were Vinales, I would have bought these two weekends, uh, you, how do you say, a lottery? Mm -hmm. Because he has been so lucky, you know, he has done such yeah. big mistakes. And getting out of these two races with two second position and 40 points, it's something incredible, amazing. So he, yeah. he was really, really luck was on his side on these races. And it was mm, disappointing how he has managed these two Grand Prix, this appending for me. I guess out of the percentage of all the riders, he did very well because he stayed on his bike. Yeah, but uh, no. <laughs> no, uh, being silly, sorry. Me being silly. Um, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I love this. Every every week we talk, I'll look at it all so differently um, the week after because no, there's yeah, so many different it's, things that can happen that lead yeah, to it. But, but look, going back to the highlights of the Grand Prix, okay, we saw... Quartararo, right? He won the two races. Obviously, mm -hmm. he is one of the main factors of the Grand Prix. Marquez has been also around the whole Grand Prix. Yep. I also say that he didn't race, but he has competed on Sunday. You know, was that more of a psych? Was do you think that him coming and giving it a go was more of a psychological thing for the other riders as of much course, as a test? Of course, of course. Look, he hasn't uh, been on his bike on Sunday, but I'm sure he was yeah. in the in the brain of all the other. Mm -hmm. Rivals, just, you know, because I mean, even there. when you sent us a message and said, "Oh, they've just booked accommodation," or they, and it was like, "Oh my god, he's actually going to be there," and and that's everyone would have been, "Oh my god, is he okay? He's going to race. What's going to happen?" Exactly. Even his uh, his rivals, you know, he is uh, yeah. the one he has. Imagine, and everyone was like, when he went out on Saturday to test himself, everybody was like watching more what mm -hmm. Mark was doing. Than focusing in themselves, okay? So at the yeah. end, Mark has been one of the main uh, characters this weekend, mm. and he has done this knowing very well what he was doing, you know? And now he gets two weeks rest. The pressure but even was seeing, seeing that picture of his arm so swollen and bruised, and I was watching him every time he got off his bike to see how he was moving, if he was trying to psych him out, like, oh, no, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong. 
but that picture of his arm, I don't know if any, everyone's seen it. There's a picture of him. I don't know, his arm swollen and like black bruised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the riders are from another planet, you know. They are, mm-hmm. they are really from a different point of view. Okay, going back to Quartararo, for example. Okay, Quartararo, yes. of course, he did. Quartararo has done two Grand Prix, two perfect Grand Prix, right? Yep. He did pole position uh, the two races. He won easy the two races. It's very interesting. And the most important thing besides what winning is, mm-hmm. Andra, that he hasn't done one mistake in any of the two races. No one. Yep. He has done 50 laps around uh, in racing condition, in hot conditions, racing by himself alone, which is difficult. He didn't have much pressure on him, did he? Like from no other pressure, and, but you know, there is a, a mix because when you race alone, it's very mm-hmm. easy to lose the concentration. You start to think in other things, you know, because mm-hmm. you are there alone and well, everything. Yesterday, but, it was a good couple of seconds with someone yeah, behind him, wasn't it? He yeah, was, I don't know that. yeah, but both races, he has been... Mm-hmm. Very strong. So fantastic, Fabio. Uh, he did a really good job. I am looking forward to see how he will behave when he got real pressure on him. Yeah, like yeah. Marquez Mark. and this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this will be very interesting because so far his uh, performance has been five stars. Yeah. Anything to complain start. about. What yeah. a way to start. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yep, yep. What about Valentino? Well... Valentino. That was a bit exciting yesterday. Yeah, look, the result isn't isn't. I know that there will be the how do you say the one that the hard, hardcore races. Hmm. They will say, hey, they were missing Marquez, they were missing Crutchlow, they were in normal. But as you've said, every race there's some circumstance, and you go, oh well, if that had happened and that person didn't fall off, and it is what it is. Yeah, he and, was up there. Th- yeah, these these <laughs> these people would say that in normal condition he would be six and seven, which may be true. But the fact is that he finished on the podium. The yeah. fact is that I think it was seventeen races since he last podium in Austin, and it was fantastic. You know, it was mm-hmm. one of these uh, moments that everyone is more or less happy. You know. Yeah, to see I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any, yeah, not many sad that he was, oh, you know, actually, even, I know even, his, couple, even <laughs> his, uh, his rivals, you know, one of these moments that, wow, Valentino is back, Valentino is, uh, and this was fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. for me, for me was uh, so good to see him back up there on the podium, and he, yeah. like he said, look, it is, it's not a victory, it's just a third position, mm-hmm. but it looks like a victory, he said, because I have got back the how do you say the pleasure of riding mm-hmm. yeah. which which I had lost you know and especially with, after last week everyone had him in oh, the yes. back paddock you know that was so sad like you I think you spoke about how sad that was so like no hang on a minute he's still he's still here yeah but look this uh, this uh, links with what we said at the beginning how can mm-hmm. it happen that just seven days before, he he did the worst race in his yeah. career, and yeah. seven days later, such a it was not a bit brilliant. of a comeback. Yeah, a comeback. Bit of a, yeah, yeah. The, the answer is spot. the answer is what we just spoke at the beginning: the time to work on the bike. Valentino yeah. has his new crew chief, and he needs more time. And he got that time, and he made it. So really fantastic. Yeah. And. Before finishing with Valentino, I want to underline something that really I got goosebumps when I saw. You know the the 
when Valentino finished the race in the, mm-hmm. how do you say, honor lap, or I don't know how you call it in English. Yep. Remember that he stopped the bike and, and he jumped on the protection that are around the track. Mm-hmm. And how do you say, he, he offered that yep. result to the empty grandstands, you know? Oh, I didn't see that. I missed yeah, that. I'm going to go back and watch. Look, that oh, is fantastic. That's amazing. You know, that's yep. kind of uh, saying to the people who support yeah. him around the world, yep. I remember you, you know? Yes, absolutely. And this oh, is, I'm going to go watch. Yeah, I missed that. You have to look that because this I is will. something only Valentino can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Only out of his fantastic brain comes out something like this. Yeah. You know, yeah, for, who, for the can people, you, yeah. look, uh, then I suddenly thought about the here in Spain, football is very important, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any football player after scoring a goal running yeah. to them and doing like this. Hey, yeah. I miss you. Yeah. This is for you. It's mm-hmm. only Valentino. Yeah. And, and therefore, Valentino has all these fans around the world supporting mm-hmm. him. Because Absolutely. It's him. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's typical Italian spark, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even I love the way he went up and they probably will do it anyway, but he really made a point to go up to the other two guys and, you know, congratulate them and was so yeah, happy, he was you know, very happy and supportive. And But the detail of stopping in an empty track, jumping and doing yeah. S and doing S if the grandstands were full. As if it's full. a full, yeah. yeah that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's really cool. That's Valentino. That's Valentino. That is very cool. I may have a T-shirt coming in the post, by the way. <laughs> um, that, yeah, someone at work had one the other week, and I was like, why haven't I got one yet? So I jumped online and I've ordered a BR46 T-shirt. <laughs> so I, have, I have some of them as well. <laughs> I bet you do. <sighs> so the satellite revolution. All these oh, yes, satellite that's, a, that's a nice headline. The satellite revolution, yes. Yeah. This makes part again of... This special format we are mm-hmm. uh, we are doing this uh, championship, and we saw. Look, I think the starting grid on Sunday we saw the first Yamaha was a satellite team, the first mm-hmm. Ducati was a satellite team, the first yeah. Ducati was a satellite team. So suddenly mm-hmm. it seems like you know there is kind of a revolution. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think. They mentioned something about Taka. I think, was it because Mark wasn't on track that he was able to get their engineers? Is that what you think helped him a little bit? Yeah, a lot. This has been very important. In the case of Ducati, that, look, it's it's amazing that an almost rookie, a young rider like Peco Bagnaia, finished mm. clearly in front of Dovizioso, mm-hmm. Petrucci, yeah. Jack Miller. How can this happen? And uh, Dovizioso, for example, he lined up on the grid in position 14. Oh, yeah. Wow. 14. Mm-hmm. Peco Bagnaia was position three. Mm-hmm. How can this happen? So, yeah. you know, I... Mixed it up. Yeah, I question... And this makes you question a lot of things, like yeah. uh, Quartararo. Pole position in front of Vinales, mm-hmm. and Vinales is supposed to be the number one rider. So there are... Yeah. Uh, you know, this uh, championship you is just can't, super you can't amazing. Assume. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, who fell off on the first corner? I was just looking at my notes. Well, uh, first corner, first corner was uh, Miguel Oliveira, who started, I think, fourth oh, position right. or fifth. And he, he was, he, he was in qualifying one and was like the fifth fastest. And then, so he was looking. Well, he, yeah. he, he had a reason to be upset because he was knocked down by his teammate, you know, by Brad yeah. Binder. So KTM is another brand that comes out of these races with 
huge expectations. You know, the KTM have shown have shown to have done a huge step forward, very mm-hmm. big. So they have had his uh, riders in the top uh, position so surprisingly, you know, in front of the Hondas, yeah. in front of the mm-hmm. Ducatis, in front of the Suzuki. So the Austrian brand is one of the super positive points of the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the race, they had not, they weren't very lucky because what we said, two, ma- two mates uh, knocked down each other, basically, you know, uh, Brad Binder knocked down Oliveira, mm-hmm. then Brad Binder crashed, then Iker Lekwona crashed. So at the end, Poor Ica. Yeah, you are favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's that name every time it's pronounced. There's just something about it. It's great. He, he fell off last week as well. Did he finish last week or did he, he crash He fell out? off last week. Uh, this weekend, mm. I think he crashed three times. Yeah. So, but but again, KTM, very positive. Very positive. We are looking forward mm-hmm. to see what happened in the next circuit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm looking at my notes here. So, we've got the winners. We've spoken about Quattro Yamaha have had an amazing weekend uh, oh, even yes, I yes okay let's go let's go to a quick list about who won in Jerez right yep. who won who won uh, Quartararo we already mentioned clearly mm-hmm. double winner of the race double pole man so fantastic for him uh, yep. cum laude we say no uh, yep, with, yep. you say in English cum laude 10 with um, with uh, Special honors, special honors. Yes, yes, okay? yes, yes. Yes. Then another another winner of this Grand Prix that we could look. It's funny because we can put them in the winner list and in the losing. It's <laughs> Yamaha. It's Yamaha as yeah, a yeah. brand. You know, yeah. the Yamaha riders with Quartararo, with uh, Vinales, with uh-huh. Morbidelli, with Rossi. It has yep. been a fantastic uh, weekend for them. You know, per- fantastic, really fantastic. But uh, then compared to last weekend, the yeah. one before. No, the last weekend they made one, one, two with mm. Quartararo and Vinales. Dobby was third. And this time, three Yamahas finished on the podium. Three. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a huge uh, success for them. And uh, so Yamaha comes out looking very strong. Yep. For the newcomers. What's the negative? <laughs> what's, what's the other side of it? The B side of Yamaha is their problems with the, they have had with the engines. You know, yeah, they, what ha- what happened yesterday? Three engines have blown up. You say in English, yes, blown up. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in two weekends, which is absolutely rare, not normal. Yep. yep, yep. This has forced the factory team to use already after two races all the engines they are supposed to use for the whole whole season. Ah, uh, yep. How this will the influence this will have in the future we don't see we don't know but look they just have raced two grand prix and they have used five engines. Is that what happened in Morbidelli yesterday was that an engine blowing up? The engine blowing up it happened to it just... Valentino the season before the grand prix before. Yeah. We we know that uh, Maverick Vinales had the same issue fortunately in a free practice session, not in the race. Oh, my goodness. But yep. Yamaha has a problem. You know, for one, for one side, mm. you have the sweetness of having done so well, mm-hmm. but the sour of this uh, especially so serious, serious engine problem. We will see. And it's not just one. There's no, a no, few. No. Yeah. How this will evolve. This is something that it will be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. So, therefore... So, do they... Can they just fix all these... For the rest of the season, do they have a limit or can they just 
Yeah, they have a limit of five engines. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to get interesting. Yeah, because look, to compare Ducati and Honda, I have watched that the list they provide. They have used so far two engines. Yep. Yamaha has used Who's five. That? Oh, Ducati. What happened to Peco's bike yesterday? Ah, exactly. That was sad. Yeah, Peco, Peco another. That was one of these again sweet and sour moments because Peco yeah. was he was flying. He was towards oh. his uh, first podium in MotoGP. Yeah, and it was wasn't that far from the fit, like from the end of the race, was it? Yes. It was only a couple laps to go, I think. Well, yeah, five minus five things. Uh, yes, and knowing because everyone could see that smoke, but he didn't know yet, and it was just like, <laughs> oh no! But no. He he admitted <laughs> after the race that he was feeling. He knew that something was didn't uh, work because but he was the, like, it's all right, it'll. <laughs> yes, he yeah. tried. Hey, let's go, let's go. But at the end, exactly what happened, uh, we don't know. But it can probably oh. be a matter of that terrible yeah. heat that yeah. they had to raise in. You know, that was sad. I felt but he him. was almost ready <laughs> for his first ever oh. MotoGP podium. But on yeah. the other side, he showed that he's capable, and this is also yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. So it depends. Obviously, there was a sad part, but there was a super positive part. Mm, incredible. So, all right, still got talking about the winners. So we've we've spoken about the satellite teams. Do we want to go into that a bit more? Or no, the, the satellite team is what we said. Look, uh, yeah, the situation, the championship. You know, the everything has changed. Everything has mm-hmm. changed, and it's funny because look, if you have a close look, you may. Ask yourself, for example, Peko doing as well as he did and mm-hmm. compared with the two factory riders, comparing yep. with Dovizioso, yep. yep. then suddenly somebody in the garage or will ask themselves, hey, the bike seems to be better than <laughs> what our riders have said in the past. Yeah. Yep, yep. The same happens with Yamaha. Uh, Vinales and Rossi were complaining the last year about the bike. It is, doesn't mm-hmm. work. Then suddenly a young Frenchman, 20 years <laughs> old, arrives and flies on the same bike. So the Japanese may think, hey, hang on a second. Maybe the bike isn't that bad. But the bike or the rider. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, so this yeah. is so interesting because it opens a lot of question marks that looking from the outside, the answer is quite clear. Hey, guys, mm. you didn't mm-hmm. take out of this bike their 100%. Maybe the problem, instead of complaining, just watch <laughs> what the newcomers are capable of doing. Need a young, energetic guy that's going to think differently or not, exactly. not worry about the same things. And riding wow, them incredible. differently. You know, yeah. riding. Yeah. Because look, in a factory team, both riders can look at the data of each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, in case of uh, Maver- in Yamaha, Maverick can look in the data of Valentino and see how he mm-hmm. rides and vice yep. versa. So what happens when Quartararo arrives? He arrives with no knowledge. He just yeah. goes there and thinks, okay. Does his thing. And he says, okay, let me see how can I take out the maximum of the bike. Mm-hmm. He's not conditioned by any information. And he's young and he's confident and he's, so yeah. he's not, he's going to go, yeah, I can do this. And, and, and he's he, does open. Re- he rewrites it. His himself. mind is open. That is very important yeah. in racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, yeah. is the, this is one of the nice things of these, uh, the arrival of these new satellite teams and the mm-hmm. satellite riders. You know, they, they are really protagonists and being there in the front, pushing right. everyone. Yeah, mixing it up. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk me through Dovi? I, I haven't seen him too much, but Everyone seems to be talking about him. Everybody seems to love him. 
and obviously he's done okay in the last couple of races, but I'm just, I want to know more about him. I'm starting to get fascinated because everyone speaks about him so highly. Yeah, look, in, in I I recommend you, uh, in my website, pesignogp.com, there is an interview with Dovizioso, but a personal interview, you know, talking about yeah. his uh, not racing feelings about what he experienced from life with which sin he's more radical with mm-hmm. which sin he's more he forgives more so it's very interesting to see okay. his personality then if you read that interview you can understand how he acts being a racer okay. you know so yeah, yeah. Dovi is a very he thinks very much what he does he thinks a very, he analyzes too much uh, too much many times the situation and he mm-hmm. He acts after analyzing everything, you know? Yeah, he's just really very thinks mentally, about what he's doing. And, okay. Very mentally. Look, for example, look, this is very interesting with Dobby. Um, Jerez is one of Dobby's worst circuits. Worst. He has never mm-hmm. performed there. Okay. He, kn- he knows this. He knew this before arriving. But he comes out of these two races, I think, fourth in the championship. After mm-hmm. finishing on the podium in the first race and a yep. discrete sixth position last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Yep. So probably it's more than he, he expected. And attention what mm-hmm. happened now. Because Dobby is very how do you say uh, brainy. He thinks he thinks a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the next races we have are Berno, right? Mm-hmm. Two races in Austria, yep. correct? Two races in Misano. Mm-hmm. And the next race is Barcelona. This is the se- sequence of where we are going to. Mm-hmm. In these six scenarios, Dovizioso has won races. Okay. So They'll he knows. familiar and. Mm-hmm. No, no. And he knows that he's capable to win there. So what yeah. he did in Jerez is to minimize the losses. And because, he maintained where he, he's still up there. It's not yeah, like he's. He yeah. knew that he couldn't. He, he couldn't crash because mm-hmm. it was it would have been a disaster. So he he took out the maximum of mm-hmm. what he got, and now knowing that now it's his turn. Yeah. On oh, the new, on the tracks. That one. Okay. So, it, but this probably only Dovizioso does, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking that way, you know, because the yeah. others, as you see, they crash in lap one, the other one crashes here <laughs> because they don't see yeah. forward from what they are or where they are. But Dobby yeah. is very intelligent, so we will see if his reaction comes back in Berno, where he won okay. races. So very interesting. So he's one, one to watch for that. Yes, very interesting. And this may be, for example, the opposite in Yamaha. Yamaha mm-hmm. This uh, circuit in Jerez was very, is very good for Yamaha uh, ra- bike, but now we are arriving on tracks where the Yamaha on the paper don't work that well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It's another interesting point to see if this theory is right or not. Yeah. So being on Yamaha, Morbidelli, you've, we've got him down as a as a winner, but his bike did stop, so he didn't get to finish the race yesterday. But he had some great pace. Yeah, Morbido, before that happened. You know, the nickname of Morbidelli is Morbido. Oh, really? Yeah, Morbido. <laughs> Morbido. Does it mean something? Like no, no, it's just Morbido. Just- yeah, just and you know that he is half, half Brazilian and half Italian. His mm-hmm. mother uh, is or was is Brazilian, and his father was Italian. Yes, so oh, wow. he's a he's a very how could you say surf 
surf kid, you know, he looks like a surfer <laughs> and he likes surfing. He looks and- like such a character. He, he, yeah, he looks like a bit of a firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and well, he is uh, one of these that uh, has done a step forward, okay, mm-hmm. in, in Jerez very well. He has been faster than his teammates, who is Valentino, Ro- no, no. Yep. His future oh. teammate, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he is, uh, he's progressing not with so much noise as Quartararo, but mm-hmm. progressing step by step yeah. and growing. That's a very, I think he will be interesting to follow and he will do great results. He could have finished on the podium. Mm. You know, he was. They needed there. lots up there yesterday. Imagine yeah. it could have been different. Oh, my goodness. But so with with Morbidelli, though, he's raced these couple, like we, like we were mentioning before, with Quattararo. He didn't have a lot of pressure directly on him, where Morbidelli's been in amongst it. He's had that pressure. So next race, that could completely be a different scenario. Yeah, look, last year, Morbidelli was supposed to be the fast guy of that team of the Petronas team, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So he had pressure. Then appeared mm. Quartararo from nowhere. So in a certain way, it was a disappointing for him. But this mm-hmm. year, is he is in the other position. After yeah. what Quartararo performed last year, it's Quartararo that everyone expects to do. Well, the pressure shifts. On yeah. So Morbidelli can work in a much more relaxed way. And this mm-hmm. is good for him. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, we're gonna, this, I'm going to write all these down now. Who are we going to watch? I'm not... I, you can't ask me to what I think or predict because I don't think anyone's got any idea, do they? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. It's, it's out of control. So, all right, so we've spoken about the winners. We have to look at the other side of all of this. I guess we start with Mark Marquez. He's had a pretty unfortunate couple of weeks. Oh, yes. Mark, to put Mark in the side of the losers is basically because he didn't race, okay? Mm. And, and the losers, because he will start the championship with minus 50 points. I was going to say, yeah, What's how has he got the opportunity to get back up there? So he's got zero points at the moment. He hasn't finished the race. Is that correct? Yes. And then we've got Fabio. He's on 40. No, Fabio is on 50 and oh, Maverick, 50. Is, Maverick is on 40. Yes. Okay. okay uh, so has Mark, Mark's not on... Mark's on zero. Mark's on zero. Yep, yep. Th- there are still 13, 11 races mm-hmm. to go. So this means okay. 275 points. But, so he's got to come back fit and pretty much back yeah, to where and, he was. And which... Look, and it still depends on him mm-hmm. to be the champion or not. Okay, It depends on his results. It, it, yeah. He doesn't depend on... Uh, Quartararo doing bad. No, he can go yeah. out and race for mm-hmm. himself. The problem or the the thing is to see how physically fit he will return. Okay, but is two, is two weeks going to be enough? Imagine if <laughs> if he did ten push-ups uh, hours oh after the surgery. God. Did you I see watched that, that a few times? Maybe because he was in his underwear, or maybe because it was impressive <laughs> to see him do push-ups after surgery. And you, again, we were, uh, people would have watched that and gone, oh, my God, this guy's superhuman. But then you see the photo of him with his arms swollen and bruised and you're like, hang on, it's not all what it appears. Yeah, no, but uh, do you know anybody else who could do something like this? I don't. Only if they're on maybe on some good drugs or something, but no, not at all. <laughs> and it wasn't just normal push-ups, everyone. He had his feet up on a table <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, Google it. YouTube, it, it's impressive. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we've got to wait and see how, how fit he is when he comes back in two weeks. Yeah, but he will de- return. You can't expect anything from Mark that with 
super high determination. If he mm, was determined yeah. to race this weekend, imagine what he is not going to 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 do. And what is it? Six, six weeks for a standard person on a broken bone to kind of heal. Well, I don't know, but with him, it doesn't know. work. It's yeah. yeah, it's a whole other story. Oh man, this is gonna be a long two weeks waiting for yeah, the next yeah, round of races, isn't Absolutely. it? <laughs> And I've got a week off in between all that. I'm going to have to go back and start watching all the old. It's not the same, though, is it? We've been doing that for the last three months. <laughs> um, I have a note here about the vineyards. Vinales, yeah, we have spoken. Vinales. Oh, vi- vineyards. <laughs> I wrote vineyards. <laughs> vineyards. Vineyards. <laughs> I was like, was everyone at the at the winery over the weekend and the vineyards <laughs> have run out of wine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't been drinking. It's fine. Vinales. Uh, That's right. We spoke about that. The positive, yeah, yeah, the negative. Yeah. The positive. We have. We went through this. We went also also through Yamaha's story, right? Yep, yep. And then uh, we have also mentioned that. Let's say that the veterans, yes, the MotoGP veterans, are the <laughs> yep. one who are staying standing on the on the loser side after this first Grand Prix. Okay, we have mm-hmm. there who. We have Dovizioso, we have uh, Petrucci, we have 50% Valentino. Yep. We have, yeah, the Carl Crutchlow. Oh, yep. that was, how much pain must he have been wow. in? yeah. Was it, he even went off to have a rest and he's obviously gone, nah, I've got to finish this race to get the points or, you know, we talk about Mark and, oh, my God, he did this, but the, the pain he must have from that injury yeah, to even hold yeah. on. So brave, you know, Carl has shown that he is a real brave heart. You know, oh. he, wanted, he wanted to stop and the teams told him, look, you will get points. It, it doesn't matter. It. Yeah, to finish. So he went out, but he has, he must have suffered like. like and he was uh, saying how sick he'd been feeling too, wasn't it, over the weekend? Yeah, no, there, and... there have been some. And also Alex Rins, you know, with his uh, oh. shoulder. So these guys, yes. again, these guys have shown how committed they are and how... Mm athlete the level of athletes they are you know that is oh, uh, phenomenal yeah and we, the be- mental strength along with their physical strength exactly exactly because because uh, marcus has taken the headlines but mm. carl and rins have the same merit that marcus ha- oh unbelievable got, you know? yeah god i struggle to roll out of bed some mornings because my back hurts i can't imagine <laughs> they push through and do what they're doing <laughs> and i think oh. we should we should mention uh because it's important, Nakagami, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Nakagami was more surprised probably than Banyaya. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. bang. Suddenly, he was the ugly duck turned into yeah. a sw- swan, you say? Swan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. It's exactly that. So where did he come from? So yeah. when we asked him, because obviously we asked him about what happened with this metamorphosis, no? Mm, that's what I didn't know. Was it to do with their engineers and that sort of thing? Because yeah, he got all yeah, the extra yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, It was or? interesting because he he explained us that after uh, Marquez's accident, mm-hmm. the engineers that normally work with Mark paid more attention to him. They talked yeah. about. But okay, look, Andra, uh, I don't know, but you can have on your side the best, I don't know, writer in the world, but yeah. you won't learn to write in one week. So yeah. suddenly Nakagami went from being in the middle of the field 
to be very in the top. So it was like bang. So yeah. then he, it's he, like, oh my, he sort of snuck, it was like, oh my god, there he is, because it was so yeah. focused on the other couple, and it was like, oh my goodness, hey, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He, he said that they went through Mark Marquez uh, data, right? Mm -hmm. uh, electronics, and there he saw how Marquez rides the bike. Ah. Obviously, when he says he saw, I yeah. understand him that the Japanese engineers told mm -hmm. him, look at this. <laughs> look at this, do this. Exactly. Look at this and see how mm -hmm. it has to be done. So he explained, for example, that the key, the, the Honda is a very difficult bike to ride. Mm -hmm. You know, the, and he explained, it's, it's funny because for the first time, somebody uh, explained the, what this means. He said, look, from 2019, our bike has changed something in the front, in mm -hmm. the front of the bike, okay, the front. And this has made the bike more difficult to stop. Ah. Okay, because I can imagine that before they were using a bike that the front was very solid, that you can brake very hard, but then it was difficult to turn in. Okay. So they, they did a modification where it was easier to get in and turn the bike, but you didn't have that front feeling, that uh, solid like stability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this was a problem. This was a problem. And they never could stop that bike they were used to. And this why is why they crashed so much in the front with the front. It would be like, I guess it would take so much getting used to. You know, we drive a car, you do a lot of the stuff in automatic mode, you know, in your actions. Yeah, They're so learning a whole new one. So they with they try to ride this new bike with the old style, and what happens? They crash constantly with the front wheel. This happened also to Carl. The only who understood that bike was Marcus. So mm -hmm. when the engineers came to Taka and told me, "Look at this," he said, ah, "I realized how Mark was using the bike." The question was, "How is he using the bike?" Mm -hmm. And he said, for example, that Mark is using a lot the rear brake to stop the bike ah. and he said wow i started to do the same things to copy his riding he said i had to change my riding which for me is so strange you know within three days four days <laughs> yeah. but the the case is that he went from middle of the field to the top yeah. of the field you know yeah. so yeah. amazing and so surprising uh-huh I was struggling because I wanted him to get up there, but I wanted Valentino to stay up there. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, he's going to, yeah. No, it, it would have been very Both. rare. He did very well in testing, but it's very strange that a rider suddenly mm. gets from... Just pops up there. Yeah, no, they need a certain process, you know. They mm -hmm. need, look, the thing is, they are in the middle of the field, then they start to grow, and then they are, during some races at the top, used to race yeah. with the bests. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then is the next step, but it's very difficult. Because you've almost got a couple of separate battles going on at the same time. Like exactly. You've got your grouped, your grouped riders. And, so it's and very difficult from jumping from the middle group to the front. You have to go through a certain phase, yeah. you know, phase well, two. You evolve, like you evolve into exactly. that. Or, yeah. Oh, this. Oh, I don't, so, yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> you know, so it's so, so, so interesting. And so uh. many things happen, you know. We, we, one of the things that I am curious is if what we see in, in Jerez is kind of a mi mirage, 
You say mirage? Yeah, you, yeah you, mirage, yeah. yeah not, not quite real, it's a bit of exactly. a... Exactly. Is it real or is it a mirage? Because we have had two races in the same scenario, so we yep. go to another. On the paper, things will change because... Mm-hmm. Some bikes adapt to certain layouts. Now we go to other layouts. Yamaha, for example, Yamaha is not the strongest engines, absolutely mm-hmm. not. But they are. The, it's a bike that is very good in circuit that flows. You know, circuit where if you see Jerez, the bike is normal. It's very almost never completely. Yeah, the, right, I noticed that. Right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's always lean yep. over and in this... Right turn, left turn. <laughs> yes, in this the Yamaha I is I think good. even as they started, it looked like... I don't know what the other tracks are like besides what I've played on the MotoGP game. Um, there was... As soon as the race started, there's a corner. Yeah. And then off they went. Yeah, so in this the Yamaha is very good and the Ducati is especially mm-hmm. bad in these circuits. Now, yep. in Berno, it's also a flowing track, but... Bernou is amazing. You should be there once. It mm-hmm. has an, uh, how do you say, uh, like... Bit of a hill. A bit hill. of a rampy hill. You know, oh the my. hill is, so they the, there, the engine needs a lot of power. Lots oh of power. Oh, my goodness. Is there a downhill as well, then? The, the downhill is much smoother. Or is smoother. it a bit of a gradual? Okay. Yeah, much smoother. So it could but, get interesting. And, and downhill, you know, any bike is fast downhill because it's downhill. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the problem is going uphill, and there the Ducatis and the Honda have the strongest, uh-huh. stronger engines. How's so, the Yamaha engine's going to cope on that track? Yes, that's the theory. But they might run out before the end of the season. Or, or attention to the <laughs> to the detail, they mm-hmm. may reduce the power trying to save the engine. Ooh. You know, well, that's not going to end well either, is it? That that's can be a problem. So, so far, Yamaha, wow, one, two, three. Yeah. Quartararo wins everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yamaha is the second rider in the championship. So far, they are in on a honeymoon. Yeah, but and after, similar results on the same track. Yeah, but after the honeymoon comes the real mm-hmm. world. <laughs> and and you know we can sit there and wonder is everyone going to get back to normal because we spoke it's going to take a few weeks to kind of get back to that lucid state and the bikes but i, I don't know i think it's going to be shaken up for quite a while yeah but you know the good thing of this is that the rookies and the one who were in the back and have been in the mm-hmm. front now they have trust in themselves they believe yeah, in them. yeah, yeah 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 so now which is beautiful th- to see yeah this now they this step they won't Go back. Yeah. It's changed forever. It's, claro. it's different. Exactly. Yep, yep. Oh, it's exciting. Exciting times. Oh, well, I won't ask who you predict for the next race because I think we need to sit and really think about it and see. <laughs> I don't know. We could just put some names in a hat and pull them out and see if we can guess. No, no. Guess is absolutely <laughs> no. We can, we, can go, we can go back to statistics, but fortunately, uh, this championship is off statistics, you know? It's yeah. something completely different, and this makes it so interesting. I, I, I'm not going to say that the waiting has been uh, worthy because we had we would have preferred not to wait, you know. Of course, of course. But it, being in this situation, it's better mm-hmm. like this than in another way. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting for the riders too. It's they're back racing. It's what everyone wanted. Are you um, planning on going to any of the other? Any other races? No, no, because they we got already a message from the championship organizer that uh, we are not allowed to to travel into the Czech Republic. Okay. It seems that Austria will be also difficult, and if things evolve normal, probably we will be allowed to go to Italy 
in September. So okay. far, at home. Fingers crossed. We'll yeah. cross our fingers for you, Manuel. Oh, it's been good chatting to you today. I feel like we were pretty tame and well-behaved without the two guys to keep us in line. <laughs> I was going to say our two daddies. The two daddies, aren't So, uh, <laughs> you know, it has been, for me, so exciting. After the yesterday, I was supercharged. Supercharged, mm-hmm. you know. Did you get any sleep last night? Well, I worked for 17 hours uh, writing for Italian magazine, for Japanese magazine. But at the end, when I fell into on the bed, it was like switched off. Yeah, but you have to get your, you'd have to get all that information out, or there's no way you'd be able to sleep. I'm guessing. Look, I squeezed myself when I went to bed. There was nothing more in my brain, which yeah. is not much. <laughs> but love okay, it. So. So people can check out your website. I'm definitely going to jump on and check out that interview with Dobby and oh, get yes. a bit more insight. Look, th- there is an interview with Dobby, so interesting, so interesting. And when I asked him, for example, what pisses him more off, yeah. his answer is that people don't understand me. Oh, okay. So this really... Wouldn't expect that as a no, response. No, no, no. It's very, very strange. Very strange. Very strange. And it's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go look it up now. All right. Very cool. Oh, thank you, Manuel. Everyone, we'll see you back next week with the whole team, hopefully. Um, Check us out on social media. Drop us a message. Tell us your thoughts about all the riders and what's been happening because, as you can see, everyone's got different opinions and different ideas. That that would be very interesting, you know, to to know what our listeners, uh, Mm -hmm. their opinions, and because it's fantastic to – to share, you know, to discuss. Yeah, it's that's why we are here for. It is. It's fun discussion, share. and we and we all learn things in every conversation we have. So, all right, all good. Well, everyone, take care, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night. <laughs> bye, bye, Andra. <laughs> Thank Ciao, you, listeners. See ya.